Welcome, everybody, to a bonus edition of the Sus Talk Podcast. I'm Sumeraki here, Super Bowl week, so I figured let's get one more in there. You can listen to my big podcast that I did with Tom DiBenedetto on this feed, whether if it's Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, whichever you're listening to, it really doesn't matter. Joining me to talk about one major deal that happened this past week in the NFL it concerns this man's favorite team. And I knew I had to get this guy on it somehow over some way because it is so huge. So we're going to talk mostly the Stafford deal to the LA Rams. And joining me is Triff Money himself, Tim Daigle. Tim, thank you so much for popping on again. Thanks for having me. It is incredible. So let me ask you this immediately. Your initial thoughts on the trade when it happened, because it happened right on... I think Saturday night the deal went down, and I was shocked. I was like, really? Two firsts and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford? It shocked me at first, but then I realized, oh, right, the deal was mostly because of Goff's contract. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I will say the the picks I honestly didn't even think about. The first thing that I thought, I was, you know, Jer- Jared Goff uh, – Grew a little, grew a little thin with everyone, I think. But I, I liked him, and I, I like him as like what he shows as a person. So I was bummed to see him go. But then I quickly started just watching a bunch of Matt Stafford highlight videos to pump myself up, and that all went away. I'm super, super excited for him. I think the deal you said, the first round picks. It's, I mean, the Rams haven't picked first since Jared Goff, and they won't be for. A few more years, and that's kind of the way they've been running things. And I total, total faith in the coaching staff that they, they have the right idea with what they want. What scares me, honestly, about this is when I I was doing my when I was talking with my coworker uh, Tom DiBenedetto, and he what basically he alluded to was you're moving Matthew Stafford from this terrible like this culture in Detroit and you're plopping him into this consistently winning culture of St. Louis. Sorry, not St. Louis, Los Angeles. (laughs) Jesus. Oh my God. A few years past. Yeah, no, I think like, I mean, the big thing, I think Matt Stafford is definitely one of the most like the, the word underrated, I don't think is correct, but you know, he's been good. He's had some down years, but he's just been consistently surrounded by like, ineptitude on the organizational level and he has not exactly had great teams fielded around him for most of his career so imagining what he could do in a real system with real weapons is really exciting if you're not a rams fan i think it'd be interesting just to see what stafford can do on this team i for me i can't wait to see what's going to happen because the second thought I had was now Sean McVay can fully focus on just running the rest of the operation. Like he doesn't have to hold his QB's hand through the whole, through the whole game. He doesn't have to do that anymore because Matthew Stafford, he's been in the league for like 10 years now. So he's kind of, he's been around the block. He understands how everything works and he's, he's a vet. He can basically control and dictate a game by himself. He's very much capable of doing that. So when I saw that, I was just thinking, Oh my God! Are the Rams are gonna have just boosted? Then they, they really just yeah. To- oh God, yeah, totally. And like, I mean, I think one of the big, the the easiest ways to look at just 
McVay was kind of like apologizing for Goff with his system, right? Where we start looking at like the the third down and long screens. If you watch every Rams game, like I do, it's just like there were so many like third and seven, third and eight. We'd throw a wide receiver screen, it almost never worked. And there's a point where like, why do they keep calling it? Like this isn't working. It's obvious. We know they're going to do it. Defense knows they're going to do it. It's not working. What's going on? And then you realize that that play call is McVay not having faith and his quarterback to convert in those situations where you would give someone like an Aaron Rodgers or even uh even like a Philip Rivers or Matt Ryan down like uh all right, let him throw the ball in third and seven and try to get a first. But clearly McVay didn't trust Goff to do that. So when that when that starts happening, the the jig is up. It felt like he plateaued after the big Monday night football game. Cause after that, everything kind of just went crashing down. He really, really, he just... was the best quarterback in the world that night. <laughs> it was, I would honestly argue that he peaked after the, the Minnesota game. But then after that, he's just like, they, he took that to another level. It's like, you're never going to see another Jared Goff game. Like, th- like that Thursday night game against Minnesota. Then he tops it. And then after that, like, it's just, what do you, he's basically just like, what, what else can I do? And I've, I'm going to miss Goff because I genuinely, even though he is partially responsible for gashing up the Seahawks every chance possible, especially when they go down to L.A., I will also say that I'm going to miss him because I genuinely like Jared Goff. I really thought he was kind of a cool, chill guy to hate because he, he gashed up your defense, but he's actually a pretty chill dude. Yeah, it was a total goofball. I mean, I the what breaks my heart was always I, I remember December of his rookie year when they went like I think he went like zero and seven or like one and seven as the start of that year or something, and he gave a press conference and he was like, "Oh, I promise you guys, like I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my best to get it fixed. I'm gonna give everything in my heart and soul to get it fixed." And then the next year we made the playoffs, and the year after that we made the Super Bowl, and. As on a personal level, it, it breaks my heart for something like that to not work out in the end. You want I would have preferred the storybook. He wins the Super Bowl with us, but football, football is football. It's time. It was time to move on, and I, I hope he does well in Detroit. I hope he. I don't. I don't want them to win a Super Bowl. I don't want the Rams to win a Super Bowl. But you know, I, I wish him the best in Detroit. But I think that 2018 Jared Goff is. I mean, he would need. If he want, if we want to see that again, I think the change of scenery is necessary anyway. So, we'll see. We'll see what Detroit wants to do with him. I th- you know, what's really concerning was the fact that both the GM and McVeigh, they both were kind of just giving these snide comments. I've actually never seen anything like that. That was crazy. When they're like, "Oh, is Jerry off the quarterback?" and he's like, "He's the quarterback right now." I'm like, why would you say that? I've never heard a GM say that. That was crazy. I was like, just lie. You do it all the <laughs> just, time. Everyone does it all the time. It's acceptable. Just lie. Just, lie. Yeah, just say he's our quarterback. I, I don't get it. I don't get what they gained by doing that. But, you know, whatever, I guess. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, what do you mean be honest? What is, what is this? Like, what is this church? Yeah, get Sean, out of here. Sean McVay gets up there and like literally lies to the media for half a season about Todd Gurley's knee. It just says it's fine when it clearly isn't. And he just gets up there with a straight face and is just like, oh yeah, no game script. I would like to get him more involved for next time. You know, that's something I'm going to have to take a look at. And he said that for seven weeks straight and they can't just say, 
Jared Goff is our quarterback. Once seems seems suspicious to me, but I guess he was really just sick and tired of him. They they wanted to get out. Like, did Jared Goff say something like during a practice? Did he just insult like McVay's family or something? Like what's <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't picture like it could have been anything like that. Because I mean, keep in mind they signed him to an extension what seventeen months ago. So if there was any issues with like character or work ethic. It's not like they're just learning about it. Like it clearly was just a football move, which is why it's so odd to me that it was handled the way it was. But you know, I'm not on the inside, so it's only it's only speculation at this point. I think they're both going to be pretty tight-lipped about it. So that's all we can do is speculate. I still can't believe the GM just was like he's our quarterback right now. That's so yeah, right, it's crazy. <laughs> like if any of if the, if John Schneider just went up and said that Russell Wilson is our quarterback for right now, I'm like I would be losing my mind. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like commit to this dude. It's either you're committed to this guy or not. But like try to keep that in house, my guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Who knows? Although, uh, aside speaking of GMs, I think. We got some 5D chess from Les Snead here where we give, what, two first-round picks and a third and Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. Now, part of it is what you mentioned, unloading the contract. Like, they're taking on that. I mean, we still have 22000 in dead cap this year from it. But, you know, we unloaded the bulk of it onto Detroit, so they were kind of paying for that, or we were paying for them to take that. But on the other hand, this sets the Deshaun Watson market unreasonably high for the 49ers. Yeah, you guys basically blue-balled sure everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you blue-balled the Dolphins, the Jets, and the 49ers. The 49ers, I think, basically gave up on Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, and they're now looking at Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. It's like, really? Is he that much of an upgrade? I'm pretty sure they're the same level quarterback. I want to see Watson go to the Jets. I'd like. To- I want them to just throw the farm at him. I would love like, to see him as a Dolphin. Darnold and four first round picks. Like who cares? You got the number two overall pick. That's Jalen Hurts if they want. Like, no, not Jalen. What Jalen Hurts? Not Jalen Hurts. What are you talking uh, about? He's on the Eagles. Yeah, no. I was well. I was. I was right before this. I was reading. The, I was watching an interview with him. So uh, he is. He is on my mind. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm saying the. You mean they've got? You mean the, the? Are you talking about the Bama receiver or the, or the the like the other like quarterbacks like the who was it? Oh, man, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they got Justin Fields that pick. You know, if they really want to, just YOLO. If I'm the Jets, just throw them at him. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe the Jets will get Jalen Hurts. The Eagles will try again with Wentz, send Hurts packing. Why not? <laughs> the whole Eagles <laughs> thing is a mess. I'm not even touching that. I'm not touching that. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't envy anybody involved with that even remotely. I, you know what I've come to realize is that even though this happened, I, I, I told you this straight up. Like I, I, The Packers, I hate them now. I officially hate them more than any other team other than the 49ers. They're, they're so pathetic. Really? They're so pathetic. Because every time, okay, they beat an NFC West team convincing, in convincing passion the past two years. And then afterwards, they laid this goddamn egg. They laid this horrible egg in the NFC Championship game. Like, 
And then I'm just thinking to myself, really? You, we lost to that? Or you should also probably thinking that too. Like, we lost to that? How? We almost won. Exactly. Well, like, how? The, the Packers are pathetic. I feel like this has been the story with them recently, right? Last year is the same way. Yeah. Just like a pa- a- they, just, they, they, they just win a lot of games and then it comes down to the postseason and they lose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Last year was losing basic, not even Jimmy G only passed like eight times in that game. And then Tom Brady just starts throwing, giving you the ball back and you can't do anything with it. It's honestly both hilarious. And I'm just like, makes me so angry. I'm like, you guys are pathetic. I just thought it was hilarious. Oh, like meme worthy. I loved it, but at the same because they were losing, but at the same time, you're pathetic. It's like Yeah, I mean, I, I was rooting for who I mean, I knew I was rooting for whoever came out of the AFC at this point anyway, so that didn't bother me that much. I actually think that this I didn't I thought the Bucks Chiefs was going to be the worst case scenario Super Bowl, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, actually this is the best case scenario. I would have liked to root for the Bills, but I think the Bucks would have mopped the floor with them. So yeah, here we are. I think they're like one of those kinds of teams. Like they're there, they're just not up to that other level yet. I would have liked to see Packers Chiefs just because we would have seen the two State Farm Bros facing off against each other. <laughs> the Patrick Price and the Rogers rate. <laughs> it's. I would have loved it, but you know what? This is fine. I can deal with uh, goat versus future goat. I'm fine with that. I'll roll with it. I, I, the only thing I hope is that the Chiefs win because I don't want Antonio Brown winning a Super Bowl. I just don't want Tom Brady to win. I don't care about Antonio Brown. Yeah, Tom Brady. I know. Well, I know. I know he's done things that are objectively worse than Tom Brady. But as a football fan, I'm just I'm sick of Tom Brady. Get out of here. <laughs> you know he's probably he's basically going to be playing up to like 46 or 47 years old. It's it's happening. I, I, I'm just. I think he'll play till he's 50. Like whatever. <laughs> like why, yeah. Why not? He looks doesn't seem like he has any interest in stopping. Like it's, I honestly think that like he's actually like a government project to nano machines. Yeah, nano machines, son. He's he. They just inject nano machines into him, and he's just promoting this like diet program. I'm like, dude, no one's gonna be able to realistically follow through and become you if you if you endorse your your like. Tony man, it's tomatoes. Tomatoes are horrible. He he has the right idea. No tomatoes builds a strong person. Are you serious? That I don't know. I I, 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 I hate tomatoes. So that's that's the one thing me and Tom Brady can agree on. No tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, tomatoes are awful. They're too mushy. <laughs> yeah, even 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 good tomatoes are just like yeah. Nothing special. I, I know that Brady was like his diet consists of a lot of avocados, I think. Yeah, it's like some weird thing. There's all these restrictions on like fruits or something and sugar. That, and okay, the sugar thing I get that I understand. It's, it's clearly working for him. I I I just think like you can't fall through on like any athlete's like regimen or workout or diet book because like every human body is different. Like how I don't know how any it's like it's so it's easy. I understand why people would buy it, but like I just think to myself, there's no way that my body's compatible with that regimen. Yeah, it's a lot easier when you have someone else making your food and you don't have to work a job and your job is just to eat and exercise, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's all you got to do. I think, like, a lot of QBs, like, the way that, like, Tom basically maintains his body and also in some ways the way that LeBron maintains his body too, like, you spend so much money on that. And basically 
they're setting that standard of like you have to work this hard and maintain your body this much to win to keep winning championships is essentially what we've learned Mm -hmm. oh man i i I can't imagine like having to maintain spend millions of dollars just to make sure my body is up to like tip-top shape it would blow my god it would blow my mind when you make 20 million spending 1 million not not such a bad deal you know no man by just like oh man i i can't compound it the the guy's probably going to be like playing like two more years like I, I, I love the fact that he just kind of squashed it all, and he's just like, I'm playing next year, guys. Like, it's, it's, I don't, even if I win, I'm playing next year. I like that. At least Tom's being honest and truthful with it, like right out of the gate. Maybe he'll get like a hernia or slip disc or something. Oh. Finally. <laughs> I don't want I I don't want I don't want anything uh, awful to happen to him. Just something just annoying enough that a nagging injury. Like, yeah, yeah. A sore ankle, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Every every time he gets out of bed, there's just a twinge and it annoys him. I'm I'm pretty sure he's like had like dealing with something because there has to like. I mean, they all are at this point in the season, right? And the dude's ancient, so <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a machine. I don't know. He's a... probably just compartmentalizes it away oil change <laughs> oil change are you so like we're both picking the chiefs in this one but i've i, I think the more important thing to pick is uh puppy bowl we have i gotta go with team i gotta go with team rough again i i team fluff let me down the first year and then i went with rough the year after and they came through for me i gotta go with the winning the winning pattern here the team rough it's like i don't even know who's on the roster yet we don't even know who any any of the any of the team players on the teams are going to be yet but i gotta go team fluff you know i i I don't know i heard that the the groomer they brought in for team fluff had contracted covid so you might want to be careful you're you're joshing me are you serious i have no idea you think they have a groomer no well they have to have like a coach or something i it's like i don't i don't think pets can catch covid also yeah i've you know, I've always felt like I felt I want to like every time I see a, like a dog like walking, I kind of I, like the first inclination pre-COVID was you, I, I would run up to it, try to fluff its fur. You know, like you feel like you want to just like kneel down and just kind of like pet them. But now because of mm-hmm. COVID, I'm just so worried to do that. Like I can't do that because like I'm worried not only that whether I transmit whatever to the dog and it goes to its owner, I get really concerned i can't do that anymore like i walked i was walking back from like town and i saw this gigantic dog like and i really wanted to pet him or her and i just couldn't because i was like i I gotta respect the boundaries one day one day we'll be able to pet dogs again yeah it was an extra fluffy one which is why i'm picking team fluff because i say if the fluffier the better respect how it's like how can you beat how can you tackle something so fluffy well if you're rough enough it doesn't matter oh my god you <laughs> i've committed to team fluff but that line just right there made, made me for a second want to move over to team rough I'm telling you we'll we'll see we'll see if they can break the streak i'm rooting for the four pete Team Rough has won the past pete. four years I, I i don't know actually i know they won two let's see all i know is that we we're gonna just do, we're gonna do like prop bet wagers and the the ones that we've done for the past few years were, um, 
the puppy bowl was always like the 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 crowning the crowning jewel. Uh, length of the national anthem is always my favorite. Coin toss, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's others. Well, which I also posted in like our server. But I I'm like, I love I love the puppy bowl. I, I it's just puppies just meandering doing whatever and then think taking what a chew toy and trying to put it into an end zone <laughs> i love it all right football culture at its finest yeah <laughs> by the way um so we're just gonna wrap things up quickly so bottom line we're gonna i'm gonna miss jared goff i'm gonna miss that goofy face of his i i hope he does well in detroit i hope that he helps m- remove some kneecaps. Did you did you watch that interview by the way? Yeah, that was something. That's so crazy. Like I would be so creeped out if like my I'm just blasting kneecaps. My my guy was just like removing kneecaps and I think something about eating them too. I'm like, what the hell is what is Dan Campbell on? Like I it's like that's I liked it cuz like that's so that's so awesome. I I love like that's someone I, I would like run through a brick wall for. But at the same time, when you when you think about it after, it was like, this dude's really obsessed with kneecaps. I'm kind of scared that he's going to try to go after people's legs. There's just, there's You just know that the first time that they get like blown out, there's just going to be some kneecap joke that everyone says. <laughs> they didn't go for the kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, or God forbid someone hurts their knee at week one. They'll be like, well, karma. Don't, don't want to talk that mess. I think Jared's in good hands. I, I actually think... I don't. Um, I think to, it's Detroit. I don't <laughs> think you can say it. Well, you can be cautiously optimistic about the changes they've made. I don't think you could ever describe the Lions as in good hands until they make you know, deeds, not words, as I, they say. I actually think that the way that the Lions can reverse their fortunes is by not doing the Thanksgiving game anymore. I've been saying this for months. They should never. They should stop doing the Thanksgiving game, and they should give it to somebody else. My uncle is a huge Lions fan, so every Thanksgiving we would go over and get to watch watch the Lions lose <laughs> I, at his house. I wonder if, like, if I asked this at the Lions Reddit subreddit, would they just pan me down entirely because they just embrace the Thanksgiving game as their one thing that they have or do you think I think it is like the one thing they have I mean it was literally started as like a gimmick to get more people to show up they're like hey we have football on Thursday I just think like aside from the Cowboys because like the only reason the Cowboys get it is because like people actually care about them I care about the Lions I care about the Lions more than the Cowboys no, but you know what I mean. When, like when I say like they care about them, it's like people. America's team. Yeah, America's team. America's team. How about them cowboys? I can't. I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> like the Cowboys can keep the Thanksgiving game, so that I can laugh, so that we can laugh at the Cowboys if they lose. That's great. I'll let them keep it. I think the Lions just need a year away from it, and let's see what happens. If they have a winning season and they win the vis- win the division or get a playoff win after they stop going to Thanksgiving game, then it's like, oh, that's what stopped us all these years. We should stop doing Thanksgiving games. Yeah, they're on break. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> just, just do that. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Matthew Stafford does, though. Even though me too. I'm, I hope it's incredible. I'm deathly afraid. Of, I hope he torches you guys twice a year for the next 
maybe he five maybe he's the remedy to stop Kyle Shanahan's weird. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> weird ownership. Mr. We got we got Mr. Clean out of the division, so we can breathe easy on offense against them. Hopefully, that's another thing. Like everybody in the NFL, just kind of just pillaged your whole coaching staff. Like they just took. I'm trying not to think too hard about it. No, but like you feel. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm here to tell you why you should. Why, like, even though you lost Staley, which I, I honestly didn't think he was gonna get a coaching job, but I guess you know he he just basically went to the other team next door who lives with you guys. There are there are 31 other teams. Take their coaches, please. Let us keep ours. <laughs> Like even your assistant GM's gone. Uh, Brad Holmes went to Detroit too, which kind of explains how Goff got there in the first place. It's a little connection there, a little bit. Um, but you got Raheem Morris, who did a pretty good job of propping up the the Falcons. Uh, I think. Yep, I'm excited. Yeah, I think, I think it could be a good fit. I just you you just want Staley. Stop taking our coaches. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> well, then stop being good. That's that's your stupid right, well, plenty of teams are good. We're not the best team in the NFL. There are other teams. I'm sure there are plenty of other better coaches too. It's like, <sighs> why couldn't you take the enemy? He's literally right there. Stop. Stop taking our coaches. <laughs> I was I, I you guys are gonna be fine, but like I it's still I just think that that was just ridiculous just how many teams just decide to take your like your yeah, coaching we got, staff. We got gutted, but it is what it is. Yeah. The simple answer always just stop winning. <laughs> stop being good. That's your own. I had I've had enough of that for a lifetime. <laughs> I don't know if I can repeat it. The McVeigh tree expands, Tim. It's now Shane Waldron's going to march down the march down to Los Angeles and destroy destroy the very team that raised him. We'll see. We'll see. Get ready to enter the Waldron Cauldron. That's so off. That's so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I can't. It's like that's. I think I just came up with that on the spot. So yeah, of course it's. What's he cooking? I don't want to talk about that. Cauldron. I don't want to talk about cooking and that and the Seahawks together anymore. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, sorry. Sore wounds. As soon as soon as Russ trademarked it, that's when it's like that's when it stopped being cool. <laughs> It's, I don't want to talk about Russell it. Wilson woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> he woke up feeling dangerous. He tried to sell like some like cooking products with let Russ cook. I'm like, stop. That'd be like, I know what to, I know what to get you for uh, your birthday. Please, God, no. <laughs> That'd be like if Jared Goff, like, did, did the Rams ever come up with like a slogan or a nickname for Goff? I think he trademarked JG sixteen, but that was like, in t- years ago. It's, and even then, that's just like a generic thing. That's like yeah. that's way too generic, which kind of falls to a T for him, honestly. Yeah, yeah. We didn't, he didn't trademark Jared Go Off or anything like that. Oh, that's so. a good one. That's a really good. Yeah, one. that'd be like. Yeah, well, that's the duality of him, the jackpot Jared. You, you spin the wheel, you either get Jared Go Off or Jared Goof. I love. No, I just thought of something. How about Goff Off or something like that? Uh, that sounds a little uh, suggestive. No, like Pop Off. Like. No, I, I get it. I'm, I, <laughs> I think I think it's a little too low hanging. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be like if if the fans decided to create a slogan for Jared Goff and like Sean McVay for some reason was holding him back. 
in some weird universe where Jared Goff is a supremely talented quarterback and Sean McVay is a stubborn head coach. Yeah, we'll just have to see him shine in the illustrious Detroit Lions system, throwing to <laughs> such stellar targets such as uh, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, uh, and by the way, both the receivers are free agents. Free agents, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I. <laughs> Jesus. Will Galdi be back? Maybe. No. Do I care? Not at all. If I was the Rams, like, God, you guys, like, I we were talking about, like, the free agency guys that you might lose. Like, the, the only one you really hope they, they keep is Johnson, right? I don't think they can keep him. But you – I don't think but they he's can. Like, I mean, if, if I could pick one, yeah, it would be him. But I don't think they can keep him. He's kind of like this year's LaMarcus Joyner or – Corey Littleton. Yeah, he's this year's Littleton for sure. Yeah, it's a bummer because, like, if there's one thing about that Rams defense that's, like, a weakness for you guys, it's, like, inside the middle linebackers. I think, like, you, you need to get someone in the, in the middle. That's pretty much for me. Like, if you had to improve the defense, it would be just get, get an actual linebacker in there. Yeah, I mean, Micah Kaiser stepped up, but, yeah, it's not the same. No, like Littleton was as like having a real guy. Yeah, Littleton was like such a difference maker for you guys. Yeah, he was phenomenal. But I mean, hey, we're better this year. Our defense was better this year without him, so make it work. Yeah. All right, Tim. Uh, before we uh, wrap things up, is there? Let me let the people know how they can reach out to you on social media and what you've been up to. So I've been up to the same thing as everyone else. Jack and Squat at the rating of Zilch. We love a good pandemic. You can follow me, twitter.com slash triffmoney for all your LA Rams needs. I actually don't think I've tweeted about the Rams in months. And I think I tweeted a frowny face, but you know, so be it. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> he also has a Twitch stream. Don't forget to check him out there. I do. Twitch.t slash triffmoney. Yep. Find that link on my twitter as well all right that's gonna do everybody thanks so much for tuning in check out this bonus episode on spotify apple podcast and anchor.fm for the sus talk podcast thank you so much everybody and have a good wonderful day